Monday night, welcome to the Talk Talk Show, sponsored by Royal Sports, principal sponsors of Birmingham City Football Club, and of course, their friends at MA French, uh, MA Riley French Polishing and the Garrison Coffee Company. Wonderful cup of coffee, that is, guys. You need to try it, you really do. Um, right, okay, plenty to talk about tonight as we go through the next hour and a half. I'll introduce you to the team tonight, all the way from down south of one only, Mr. Alan Watton. Good evening, everybody. AKA the chairman, and I've just learned that he introduced Bob Raw to the golf club down south. Did they make your club Absolutely. captain for that as well? Yeah. <laughs> Did they make your club captain for doing that? No, they threw me out. All right, okay. <laughs> One only Mr. Mark Adams, Hello, AKA everybody. Mr. Robe. Good evening. And of course, as always, we've got Paul Hipkiss, Mr. Sheen. Good evening, all. And we've got myself and of course, Mrs. Brown. Good evening. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely delighted to be joined by Darren Carter. Darren Carter! Who are you? Who are you? Who are you? <laughs> He's terrible, isn't he? He's only got one job. <laughs> and uh, you've uh, you've managed to get a player with us tonight then, uh, Darren. Introduce us. Yeah, so I've got my skipper, Louise Quinn, the uh, Irish maestro. So, yep, she's joined us tonight. And we've already tried to teach her a rummy accent tonight and get her to drink bovril and eat book of pies. So there we are. It's probably going to be one of those shows again, ladies and gentlemen. And we're going to have a little bit of a laugh in the last 15 minutes tonight. Believe me, a little bit of a laugh. Um, right, OK, we have a new arrival. We have a new arrival, OK? That new arrival is Madeline Violet, born yesterday to my daughter, Rebecca, and her partner, Anton. Well done, guys. Well done. Uh, absolutely super proud of you. Sorry. And uh, unfortunately, ladies and gents, I do have to say that uh, Daddy is a Stoke fan and I can't and oh, won't intervene. God. I can't and won't intervene. There's a lot of it around here, Chris. It's like a disease. You know have what I mean? Have a word. <laughs> have a word, for God's sake. <laughs> no, she's my Becca just doesn't like football at all, not in, in, in any any manner or show, not at all, not at all. She's been a couple of times down the blue, so she's had uh, she's had the, the air inside her, so she doesn't know what it's about. So. Um, but no, well done to uh, Becca and Anton, uh, Madeline Violet. What lovely names, lovely names, marvellous. Really pleased for them. And uh, she's back home now and everything's going well. Uh, but unfortunately, Becca went and tested positive for COVID. Hmm. Oh, great, eh? Great. Yeah, I know. I know. She's all right. She's got she's got a bit of a cold on her, but she's all right. She's not as bad as she was. My God, she looked like death called down. Believe me. Crikey! Oh. Thought I was digging her an hole a week or two ago. Believe me. <laughs> <laughs> right, Louise. Tell us uh, what you do and and all about you, Bab. Yes, I am uh, very very proud to be Blues captain uh, this season. I'm a 31-year-old central defender, Irish international. Um, yeah, and this is it. Football is the life, and yeah, happy to be happy to be at Blues now this year. And we're in a we're in a bit of a battle, but Irish girl loves a battle, loves the fight, and uh, yeah, going to keep us up. Oh, girl, love it, love the spirit, love the attitude, mate. Absolutely brilliant. And um, from from like your point of view, uh, right? How many caps did you first get at Per Island? Um, I have 91. So. What? Yeah. You, you've only got one head. <laughs> <laughs> Large. Area. 91 caps. That is That's incredible. incredible. Yeah. Are you going to go oh, for another nine? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, we have well a camp now in February, so hopefully there's another another couple in there. And yeah, there's no sign of me stopping yet. There's been talk of it, but there's not uh, from other people, but not from 91. me. 91. I was expecting you to say about nine or ten, something like that. 91. Well, that is absolutely incredible. 
what an international career. I'm, I'm, I'm gobsmacked, honestly, Bab. I really am, really am proper. Well done. Um, okay, so we're going to go and talk about the Derby game now. Um, boom. We started off uh, a little bit ropey, I thought, for the first 10 minutes, and then we got hold of that game, and we just, we just ripped into Derby. Then all of a sudden, just a mad five minutes, and it's all over. You know, kind of what we did to Peterborough last week, but... Um, once they made their two substitutes, uh, my, my Luke came up from Paul. He, said, he rang me out of the blue. He said, Dad, he said, where are you watching the game today? I said, I said oh, mate. He says, oh, come up. And I said, oh, wow, brilliant. So we just sat here. Um, uh, he had to drive back down to Paul. Uh, so um, it was soft drinks only. And um, we watched the game together, which was really nice. It was great. Seeing him for, uh, well, since my birthday party. I've never mentioned that. It's, you know, no, my, my birthday party. It's great. Yeah. Um, Paul, your take on the derby game, bud? I thought we were really good first half. I thought that the, the new signings, you know, Bakuna and, and Taylor and, and, and Hernandez as well, you know, they all linked up really well. Um, and, and as well with Hogan as well. And, you know, the, the signs in the first half were obviously great. And then we get the second goal. Um, I thought the second goal of Hogan's was probably the harder chance, you know, at the, at the mm-hmm. three that he had. Um, but, you know, he definitely should have had a, at least another one and he, he'll know it himself. But, you know, I just think in the end we were punished for not taking enough chances and absolutely you know and they and, were there weren't they them chances were there and that's no. the good thing no that's the positive is that we're creating yeah, so yeah. many it was like night and day compared to the peterborough game and we you were know, playing and, like a team again yeah, yeah and what 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 i was hoping for before the game started was that we'd come out of the dressing room and get at them from the first whistle and i thought we did that you know like you say once we got mm. hold of the game we did and yeah. uh, we look a completely different animal now with these new players in the team and you know let's hope that you know, we've got Richards to come in as well and yep. he needs yeah. to come back. Let's hope we can have a good second half to the season. Um, I'm totally I'm totally impressed with Taylor. Totally yeah, impressed. He, I, think he, I, think he's, I think he's got a good attitude mm. on his head as well, you know what I mean? Proper. He took, yeah. he took it all superbly well and um, obviously Hernandez did really well. But I've got to give Roy Woods a shout out as well because some of his passing was uh, was out of this world. The through ball for Wasn't the first it yours? Yeah. goal yeah. And, the, and the assist for the second goal uh, was, was, was um, you know, um, some some fantastic passing, but uh, also once we lost him, once we had to take him off, because he did look like he was going to get a second yellow. He did not, um, didn't he? Yeah. So once once we took him off, we kind of like lost control of the game in midfield, didn't we? A little bit, and yeah. we were kind of, we were kind of uh, chasing it a bit. But I, I've got to say that I didn't get him bringing friend on for Taylor. If he was going to take Taylor off, I'd have put on you know another striker. Yeah, or another yeah, yeah. I wouldn't have gone with the three at the back, the three centre halves, but. You know, he did it, and in my opinion, it invited them onto us a bit more. Um, and then, obviously, inevitably, they they get the they get the couple of goals that, that that they did. But I think for me, you know, the second goal of theirs was offside and a foul on me. Oh, that a doubt. Yeah. And, and a high boot. But yeah. you can flip that though and say that they should have had a penalty. Um, but who knows? In hindsight, they might have missed the penalty, and we might have still won two one. Who knows? But who knows? you know, with VAR, I think that's what would would have happened. But we would have lost Mengi as well. He would have had a red for that, wouldn't he? Yeah. So, a beautiful yeah. game, eh? A beautiful game. I think it was um it was almost like the, the blues of old. You know, it's like going back 11, 12 years. It was just that every tackle was, you know, sort of the rest the other lads were geeing everyone up and it was just a, a world away from what we've seen in recent weeks. Oh, um, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that's I mean Bakuna's just what we need, isn't it? That forward absolutely. thing. Absolutely. Um, I mean I like to say, I mean, uh, going back to the subs, I mean I went, I went yesterday and um, it's almost like a collective groan, if you like. It's like, why why are we doing this with 22 minutes to go? Yeah. We shouldn't really wait till about 80 minutes. Not not now. 
Because mm. every free kick they were getting, we're getting closer and closer, and you could just see it coming. Their two subs made a real impact, though, didn't they? I mean, that one guy, is it Reynolds? Mm. He, he's, he looks mighty. He looks like a beast. Yeah. I mean, in fairness to Bielik, it was a, he took it well, even though he did kick Mengi in the head. He did take it he well. He did, yeah. 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 Uh, you know, and um, but yeah, a, se- a second, a second that free kick was given. I mean, we should have had a uh, we should have had a free kick because he pushed him on the uh, on the byline, right? So that should have been a free kick to Blues. That would have been game over. Um, but having said that, it wasn't, and we've got to carry on. You've got to play to the whistle. Um, did we take a right off the ball? No, I don't really think so. I just, I just think it was just one of them strikes that you know could have gone anywhere. Yeah, it's yeah. Just, yeah. Just, what and Bo, I mean, what Lee, Lee Bowie said was spot on. He said um, we didn't seem hungry enough to sort of dive in and clear it, and it was mm. true. We should mm. have really attacked that ball to get rid of it, but we, we didn't. Mm. We've done no. that a lot. Mm. And well, in, in a, the end, it still seems like a defeat. Yeah, but well, I took a two-two before the game started, though. If you'd have offered me that, but oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. But when you yeah. when you when you're winning two-one, we're so close to the final whistle, it feels like a defeat, doesn't it? When you can see the equaliser. Mm. Well, having said that, a few years ago we did it to them at their place, didn't we? Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Clayton Donaldson, yeah. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. I wouldn't have known who it was. <laughs> I ain't got a clue, mate. You know me. Nick, I think uh, you're making. Darren, Nick, Darren. I think you're making a clicking noise, or somebody is. No, not me. There's no clicking going on here. Definitely. <laughs> Stop. It's stopped now. No. Carry, carry on. <laughs> the thing that disappointed me was the fact we could have put an end to this Wayne Rooney Sky Sports love fest that was going yeah, on. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You're yeah. thinking, you're getting stuffed here, mate. You know, yeah. start talking about the team in blue. It was, how mm. are we going to do this? How are we Well, after an hour, they might as well have gone home. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we absolutely played them off the park. Talk about it again then. Yeah, too right. Too right. Say, though, <clears> and <throat> like a broken record, but I've got to BT back tomorrow from Wigan to work with our attacking players to get scoring goals like we did when he was here under Gary mm-hmm. Monk, you know, because he's, he's a good striker coach, isn't he? And, um, you know, that's what we need, I think. I think we just need to be a bit more clinical when the chances right. come. That's a good point, Paul, because I think Troy Deeney would have licked his lips at some of them chances. Yeah. And he's probably watching how, how, his lips. How long before Troy's back? Does anybody know? A couple of weeks, isn't it? Yeah, two, a couple two of weeks. weeks, okay. two weeks. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And he's been made club captain now, hasn't he? Yeah. 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 What, do, yeah. What, do we, what do we think about that? I think, it's um, good. Yeah. I think it's good, but I always like to see a defender as a captain. Darren, what do you think? Um, I think, to be fair, I always like defenders just because they can see the, the whole game. Everything, yeah. yeah. Uh, and they can sort of conduct from the back, so... Um, but Troy, I think Troy's the obvious choice, isn't he? I think he, he's a leader off the pitch anyway and he'll voice, voice his opinions. He's not afraid to, to let people know what he's thinking. Uh, mm. He'll drag people along with him, him as well. So um, hopefully, like you say, he'll drive, drive the team forward because he ultimately cares, cares a lot about the club. So, you know, yeah. I think obvious choice. Sorry, Darren. Don't you think that there's a, a bit of a blurred line between team captain and club captain? I think a lot of people are thinking he's going to be playing every week and so on. I don't think, you know, people get a bit mixed up a little bit. Yeah, with club captain and um, team captain. Yeah, I, I think, look, Troy, Troy's an impact player now for us. He's not going to play every week. We know that. No. Um, mm-hmm. um, we need to utilise him exactly when we need him. Yeah. Mm. Uh, it's probably the dressing, mm. probably in the dressing room we need him. I think that's, that's, I think that's probably the idea, isn't it? 
Mm. Yeah. Okay, so we've got our representatives in for, uh, tonight from uh, ladies football, women's, or was it women's or ladies now? Women's, 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 women's oh football. You see, I'm, I'm used to saying blues ladies, and then oh, I get that into my head, and it took me like years <laughs> to, to remember that. Now it's going to take me years to remember <laughs> it's blues women, um, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. They're 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 our women's team, and uh, playing at St Andrews, which is an absolute blessing. Uh, what's it like? Um, Louise, for you, when you walk walk out of St Andrews, um, you know I, know, I know your crowds aren't massive. Um, even the blokes' crowds aren't massive because we can't even fill an half-empty stadium because, you know, half of it's shut and we still can't sell every seat up. I don't know what's going on there, but hey-ho. Uh, but what was it like for you, St Andrews? I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a great place. And, you know, when you walk out that tunnel, you see all them blue and white chairs and it's like, whoa, love it. Yeah, it's excellent. It really is a, a lovely stadium. Um you know, you can kind of even feel the the history, feel a bit of the old school, obviously, which this year hasn't been great for some of the fans because they've had to shut it. But it just, it has, it's still so kind of authentic and everything about it. And as you say, just kind of walking out through the tunnel, it's actually even more when we're when we're like arriving into the into the car park and then you have yeah. to run straight through the centre. So like between the two dugouts, you know, just to get down to the changing room. And I think I like, I love that moment, I think coming in, getting ready for the game, you get to suss the whole pitch. You kind of just get to see, feel what kind of day it is. Um, you know, because usually when players are coming in, you are just coming in kind of, you know, the back door and you're just straight into the into the change room. But I love actually being able to come out to the dugout, um, you know, the couple of hours before the game and actually just kind of, yeah, get a get a little walk around and and just see what it's all about. The bit that I love now, I've not, I've not, I must admit, right, I have not been to St Andrews to watch a women's game. I haven't, right. But I have been to Sully Moors a few times, and a bit I love is the interaction that you guys do with the, the fans after. You know, you've always got time for the for the kids and 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 you know photo shoots and this and that. I think that's absolutely lovely. Yeah, it is, and you know, it is. It's it's a diff, like a different crowd, different fans. There is definitely kind of a bit more of a yeah. I don't know, like some can say family feel, but you know, for me now, and obviously even playing with the. The Irish national team it is something that we are especially good at and then the variety of crowd and and it's the exact same now here you know in blues and we're trying to yeah listen we want the crowds to get bigger and better we know it's a you know we're on a we're on a tough old kind of run at the moment but you know there's some absolutely you know massively loyal fans and they're there week in week out they've gotten coaches up to away games um and we love it and to, and to us that's it genuinely is what it's about. I think we are trying to actually change the game and we're still in that process. There's been so much change lately, but we're all like, you know, I'm all about trying to make change. And then, you know, in years to come, it's going to be much better. We'll leave mm. back and be like, you know what I did? I did as much as I could. I love being able to chat to the fans. It's as like, for, sometimes it's as special to me as it is for them, to be honest. So, mm. you know, yeah, I think as it's going to be, we just love it. Uh, Lu- Louise, to- uh, Louise Quinn, oh, no. player of the season for me, says Bick. There you go. Bick. Oh, Bick. Bick. Oh, Bick Singh. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Ah, oh, lovely man. Lovely man. Say hello to your dad as well, mate. Love them both. Absolutely great. We need to get them back in sometime. Bick, Nick, apparently it's your, mo- it's your yeah. mic and um, headphones are clicking. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. 100%, oh, Martin. Yeah, it's yours, yeah. Oh, okay. I think neck right. neck. Yeah. I'll tell you what, Chris. It's going Chris. against the zip. <laughs> keep still. Yeah. The mic is going against the zip, yeah. Oh, that's it. If you keep still. 
If you keep still and don't talk, it, does, it works. <laughs> <laughs> so, Louise, how does this compare to, am I right in saying you joined us from Fiorentina? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So I was in, uh, yeah, I was in Florence last year, Fiorentina. And, um, yeah, just just very different. So it was obviously I had a lot of change for the three seasons previous. I was playing for Arsenal. And then the four years previous to that, I was playing in Sweden. Um, so I've definitely, you know, experienced kind of different, everything, different cultures, different leagues. Um, you know, and absolutely the thing about, yeah, about uh, Florence, you know, love the lifestyle there's, as in a, that, you know, and that place is a, a special stadium and a special club. Um, but just the, yeah, the difference of, women's football over there compared to here in the in the WSL um you know is massive and it's it's still actually deemed amateur but the you know the clubs have come up and obviously made us you know it it is professional you get professional contracts and stuff but they you know they're the Italians they tweak the rules as they as they kind of go yeah and, um yeah but you know absolutely loved it but just the pace of it was a bit different for me Some, sometimes it suited me um, you know, I'm not the paciest centre back, but I know how to read the game. Um, but the, yeah, there was just, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind maybe going back a few years down the line when maybe I'm finished international and, you know, really kind of taking in the lifestyle and uh, live over there, yeah, yeah, and and it not be during COVID, so that was obviously yeah. really difficult. And obviously at the time, like I went, you know, I went bang in the middle of. 2020 when yeah. Italy was not in a good place um, no. you know so it was all a bit yeah it was you know re- a lot to take on but you know I absolutely loved it though as well the kind of the skill and the the technical side of the game over there is is brilliant yeah. what are the, uh, what's the general public's uh, perception of women's football is it the same sort of attendance levels or is it you know um, well that was the thing I well first of all I never got to experience crowd ever yeah it's closed um, yeah literally everything was closed but it's it is it's a strange one like they Italians they absolutely love football mm. absolutely love it and then you know even at times I'd be walking around you know the city or around where I lived and there'd be people you know saying congrats on the result and you know obviously all in Italian so sometimes I was just like yeah <laughs> but um but then sometimes it just wasn't backed, though, you know. They love to talk about it. They probably would have watched the game. But there's kind of, I suppose, in the... Yeah, when it comes to the money side of this, you know, it was all kind of talk. And then even even at the training ground and the men's training ground, we had, we had trouble, you know, kind of oh. even being around there. The manager, one of the managers, didn't want us... Really? To be in the building when he was in the building, or to not go by his office because we were, you know, too loud and going not very the gym. Sorry, Louise, not, not very, um, not, not very uh, receptive. No, but in in some ways, absolutely, and then in others, not so much. You know, and and that was even at times there was, you know, women who were in the club, and um, like we had our general manager was a woman, and at times she was just telling us to be grateful for what we had and. You know, we had made such strides and, you know, where, where I'd been in WSL and then with the Irish team as well. So we actually get equal pay to the men as well. We've kind of, we've had our own, um, you know, kind of going on strike there a few years ago and, and now we actually have really? equal pay. Uh, yeah, or so almost on strike. We missed, yeah. we missed one training session, but we basically, yeah, we, uh, we got everything done up between our kind of PFA and, um, 
yeah, and, and just not being treated very well at the time. Uh, the CEO, John Delaney, um, who's, yeah, not uh, not great and thankfully gone out of the FAI. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I could say a lot of curse words about him. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, just, not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not on. You can't, you can't bleep me out, can you? I can actually. Mm. Oh, <laughs> tell, you what, tell you what, Louis, say it in Italian. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Yeah, I could actually. Oh no, don't! Mamma <laughs> <laughs> mia! Just a lot of Louise. <laughs> yeah, Louise. What part of Sweden was you at? I was in. So I was an hour west of Stockholm, um, right? A place called Eskilstuna, uh-huh. which, which wasn't known at all. Um, and then we kind of put even ourselves at the time in the the women's team that was there. We kind of put the town on the map and. You know, I went there when there was a hundred people watching, and then by the time I finished, we had they were trying to put extra seats in the stadium, six, seven thousand people. Wow! Wow! We were in the second division when I started, and then by my last season, uh, the third or fourth season, we were in Champions League. Did you ever play in a town called Trollhattan? Trollhattan? No, don't think so. Whereabouts? Whereabouts is it? Um, if you go up the forty-five, just before the big lakes, where the Saab factory was, just just below the big lake. Yeah. Just below the big lake, the one yeah. to the left or the right? To the left, I think. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm thinking that's yeah. a joke. I was waiting for the punchline. Absolutely. No, <laughs> no, no, I, yeah, I, 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 I genuinely worked in, in Trollhattan for about two years, actually. Is that next to, uh, is that next to Bob Atten? A couple of questions here yeah, uh, for Louise. Uh, did Louise have a plan B if a football career didn't work out? And well done, by the way, says Dom. Very nice. A plan B. Um, like, I'm going to say yes and no. Um <laughs> Literally, I was just, yeah, far too focused on plan A. Yeah. Um, you know, I maybe even did come like a little bit later to the party, but that's how I did. I went to I went to university and I got my I got my degree. Um, you know, and was enjoying my football um in Ireland. And and again, even that being one of the maybe weaker teams in at the time, like we were playing Champions League as well. And uh, and I was kind of getting myself, you know, trying to really get myself in with the Irish team. But yeah, that was it. So I did, I did um, sports and exercise management. Um, so just to kind of add to that, I was very close to doing nursing, um, which now that, so that probably would have changed everything then, I'd say. See, right, Louise, I really don't want to butt in, but, uh, you know, if it was me and I was doing sports, I'd need you as a nurse. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I want to bring Darren. I want to bring Darren in right now. Uh, Darren, what, look, we're guilty as charged, mate. Uh, on this show, we haven't done enough for the women's game. We haven't, right? And we put our hands up. Um, we used to have uh, Mr. Fun, Chris Pugh on here, who was very knowledgeable. And we 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 we've now lost that kind of link to yeah. to the like, uh, women's football. What can we do as as a as a, a group, a forum, a you know a, a Facebook show, a radio show? What can we do to help you promote uh, the women's game in Birmingham? I think obviously your fan base, and I know obviously a lot of blue noses watch watch you week in week out. So um, it's just obviously bringing awareness to to our results, to our, our performances, to to the players. You know, at the end of the day, you know the group we've got. 
and this isn't just me saying it. I've, I've said it to Skip and to, to the to the players a lot that they they embody what Birmingham City is, and that's the one thing that Craig Gardner God said to me from the outset was he wants the identity of Birmingham City with this team, um, and you know these you know his players have got it in an abundance. Um, so for me, you know it's you know you need to, we need to shine a light on them because they are representing the club. They're doing the club proud, in my my opinion. Um, yeah, and, and listen, we you know we represent Birmingham City as as much as obviously the first team, the the twenty threes, eighteen. So um, that's the you know that's the environment, that's the culture that we want. That this, this <clears throat> club, whoever wears the blue and white, um, you know, deserves to have that that light shined on them. Stephen mm. Gill, who writes our uh, ladies' blog uh, for the Tilton Talk, he wants to know. Uh, he said, "Ask Darren what was the first thing he did when he came in at Blues Women." Spoke to my skipper. <laughs> um, no, what? I think. Um, no, I think it's just uh, the one thing you, I had to do was obviously get to, to know the players, and I think that the, the season had been full of, of adversity, and obviously results hadn't been going well. So I think you just try and find out why, um, and ultimately, you know, get the the feedback from the players, and, and try to then implement different things that are going to change the mindset. And that was the biggest thing was, was rewiring the mindset. And I think Skip will tell you that, you know, there was a, a game style before that was more about soaking up pressure and, and being on the, the back foot, if you like, and trying to counter attack. And, um, you know, I came in and myself and Marcus said straight away that we, we weren't getting into the final third anywhere near enough to, to really test teams or put teams on the back foot. So, yeah, I think it was just a, you know, rewiring of the mindset, get to know the players, their their abilities and um, what we're good at. And then you try and utilise that in the best possible way and put a system um, in place and a structure. Just coming in as well, you've got you've got Durham away apparently in the cup. Yeah, I've just been seeing that. Yeah, we've just had the message. That, are, so, they, are they any good? Or? They're very, yeah, they're not bad. I are think they? they're are they top of the, no, I think Liverpool are top of the championship, aren't they? I think Durham are up there though. They've had a right, good okay. season. Uh, Three or four, yeah, yeah championship. All, all I can all I can say is, Darren, just go up there and smash them. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do our best to go up there and uh, and win. Good man. Uh, Good man. <laughs> I, I don't know if this is, a, this is the proper question, but um, Steve Paul wants wants to know from Louise, what do you think of those mad supporters who hang around by the tunnel? I don't know whether that's a private joke. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, it must be one of the lads that I'm always talking to all the time. Oh, I'm okay. going by the tunnel. There is. There's always a. Uh, a special few that, that wait around kind of no matter what and just have a, you know, a quick enough chat not to make them even colder than they are, but obviously just, you know, they're they're pretty much there almost week in, week out. And uh, yeah, as I said, we uh, we love it and always appreciate it. And yeah, love the mad support, love the blue noses. Chris <laughs> Brown, Chris Brown. Yes. Right. Yeah. Can we organise a Tilton Talk Show Women's Day Out? I'd love please? to. I think so. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah, we don't Let's do it. Yeah. A Tilton Talk good, Show Women's Day Out. Yeah. Everybody who watches and listens to this show, meet up, uh, bar eight or wherever you want to meet up. I don't know. And we'll, we'll, we'll show you what madness is going <laughs> <laughs> And, and I, be, I believe we've got some tickets to give away as well for Leicester. Um, Craig oh, will, brilliant. Craig will let me know about that later. Yeah. yeah. So don't but Darren, for you and your career, I guess this is a great move for you, isn't it, to take over the Blues women's team from you was at the Baggies, weren't you, before under twenty three, yeah? So now I was with the women's team at West Brom, oh, yeah. So um, obviously I left uh, left Solly Moors in the summer, um, 
And yeah, I was on my A license anyway. So it was more a case of um, needed to, I just wanted to coach, get on the grass and coach. And um, yeah, West Brom gave me an opportunity. And I know a fair few people still at the club and I went in there and, and coached there for, uh, was first team coach for two and a half, three months. Uh, and then obviously guards gave me the, the call and, and said, do I uh, fancy coming back back to Blues? And uh, and that was it really. So yeah, in terms of for me now, obviously I officially pretty much hung the boots up in the summer. Um, I didn't plan to play last year for, for the Moors, but with injuries and COVID, I ended up playing about 20 odd games and see so yeah, I was sort of coaching and playing. Whereas yeah, in the summer I said to myself, right, I need to, you know, I love coaching. I'm so passionate about it. Um, and I want to dedicate my, my full attention to it. So, um, yeah. so yeah, that was the, can I just, Dar- sorry, Darren, for jumping in. Um, you know, when you sort of finish playing the game, do you sort of get a sort of wave of sadness or is it like a sudden, you're too busy going to other things? You know what I mean? Do you reflect on it a lot? Or Do you know what? I um, Probably a few weeks back, um, I got sent some some clips from, from over my career and, mm. um, you know, I've got access to, to Scout now. I don't know if you guys know the website. You literally can go on there and, and watch any player, any clips from, from years gone by. And um, the vain part of me then went, you know what, I'm going to see, see what my clips were like from five, six years ago. And um, yeah, I got quite nostalgic with it and watching and realising it's the first time I've actually sat back and thought, okay, I'm not going to actually play anymore. And um, mm. it was just a seamless transition. Last year was always the plan was for me to transition from playing into to coaching. I never expected to play as much last year as I ended up doing. Um, mm. But after the summer year, I was literally right coaching. I say that I've got just the same buzz and, I know some players say that when they they quit playing, they do miss it, and mm. I, I do a little bit. But I'm just so passionate about the other side of it now, and um, certainly keeps me busy. And but yeah, sort of thinking about it, it seems quite surreal that I won't be be playing anymore. But I was very lucky; I had a, a you know a very you know decent long career, yeah. and mm. didn't have many injuries. Thank you know, thankfully. Um, so yeah, I was very um, very lucky. Um, should, how course, much of, how course, much of a help help has um, has Craig been uh, since you've been at uh, Blues? Uh, Gardner, guards. Yeah, yeah guards. Yeah. Yeah, got Well, I've known guards literally from you know when we were we were little. Um, you know, we our families know each other, and obviously, you know, I used to see guards running around kicking a football when he was young. So yeah, listen, he cares obviously as much about the football club as I do, and. He wants it to go in the the right direction, and he's got one hell of a job on. Um, you know, I know he's been pulled, you know, left, right, and centre um, to get this club back in the the trajectory that we all want it to. Um, so yeah, I try to I try my best not to to pester him too much because I know he's he's a very very busy man. But listen, he's he's said this year that he's getting involved for the first time with the women's team and being you know across it all and and wants to really help us. And um, yeah, listen, he's. He's willing to to help us in any way that you know he we see fit, and yeah, you know, like I say, I'll um I'll definitely be taking him up on that um more often. Yeah. How how many times do you get to see the men's team? Do you get to many games or? I've got to a, I've got to a few. Um, I think like this Friday, for instance, I'll be at the Sheffield United game. Um, because yeah. obviously we obviously we're training full time now, and, yeah. and Saturdays we are in training, so it's obviously match day minus one for us we're playing on Sunday. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, if I'm if I get a chance, if it's midweek and I can get down and, and watch the games, I will. Um, as I said, me my dad rings me and gives me 
the match report in full. Um, so uh, yeah, I'm, I'm never never missing a moment when it comes to the men's team. Mm-hmm. Let's take it back from 20 years, if you don't mind. It's 20 years ago. It's from that special day when obviously you put us in the Premier League for the first time. I just wanted to ask you, what did Steve Bruce actually say to you when you when when he when he put you on? Because you who did you come on for? Was it was it um, Tommy Mooner? No, it was Steve Vickers. Um, yeah, if you remember, Steve uh, Vickers was playing centre half, and Olivia Tebbly was playing central mid. Um, yeah. So obviously, I think Steve came off with an injury, and yeah. Teb- Tebs went back to centre half, and obviously I came on alongside Husey then. So um, I'm not entirely sure what I don't think Brucey said much to be honest. I think huh? you know uh, from what I can remember anyway. Um, yeah. Obviously, I played that second half of the season um, pretty yeah. much. Every game with Husey in there, so uh, he knew obviously that you know he could trust me, and yeah, um, so I'm glad he did chuck me on when he did. We're glad yeah. he did as well. And we all, 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 all I want to know, I think I've asked you this question, right, but it was a few years ago. Like you're stood there, right? The world is watching you. The whole world is watching you put that ball on that penalty spot. You're 18 years old. You've got 45,000 Birmingham City fans in front of you, right, including me and my kids, yeah? And you have to walk up and take the penalty that puts our football team back, I've got so many goosebumps and through, back into the Premier League, well, into the Premier League, as Paul said, for the very first time. What was running through your mind? Um, <clears throat> again, I think my, my age probably um, sort of... What can I say? Probably served me well because I didn't actually probably take in the moment or the enormity of it. Um, I was just super, super confident. I knew that I was going to score. I had this supreme confidence. We practiced them, you know, weeks in advance. And um, yeah, when it came to, I actually wanted to take a penalty. And I, I always remember who who took the penalty just before me for Norwich. Um, I actually was hoping that he he scored. Just because I wanted to take the penalty, not just glory, not for the glory, but I just knew I was going to score. Um, and I, I wish I could tell you I had that feeling ever since from my career, but I've got more, <laughs> ner- I've got more nervous taking penalties Pleasure. in front of fifteen hundred at Solly or Moors than I did that day. Did you know? Did you know the financial enormity of what that one shot was going to mean to a football club? Not, not at all. Not at all. No. When did you realise? Probably years later. Really? <laughs> um, we'll no, just I mean, <laughs> yeah, I think no, I think after obviously people tell you it's like forty million pound penalty or something like that. But um yeah, literally it was the whole season was a roller coaster. I'd made my, my debut in the um the January and obviously I was just thrown into the to the mix and um I think I hadn't really took in that you know I was playing for my club I'd made my debut I was playing um and yeah all of a sudden I'm, I'm at Cardiff in a playoff final taking a penalty so it was just yeah, yeah. it was a whirlwind from that January to the May was a, an absolute whirlwind yeah sorry sorry one more quick one for me Paul yeah you've hit that ball it's gone in the net what was that not only the feeling but the noise like it was it was um yeah, I, again, it's year, it takes you like years before I actually thought about it. And, and you know, mm. watching it back now, I get more emotional watching it back and seeing people's faces and reactions. And, you know, I always remember walking up and, and I probably said this loads of times, there was a bit of a, a, bit of a gasp from the um, mm-hmm. fans. 
Because mm. I think they, they saw this 18-year-old kid stepping up. They're thinking, what the hell is Brucey thinking? Guilty. Guilty. There was a gasp. But um, now after, it was just incredible. Like you say, obviously, Blues fans on the pitch. And I got lads who I'd played Sunday League football jumping on my back. And it was just oh, it was, it was amazing. All right, Dave. Okay, ladies and gents, we're joined by the one and only Mr. Paul Devlin. <laughs> Hang on. Turn your phone round, Dev. Put your phone. Put it what? Put your phone on the last <laughs> Turn your phone round, Turn your phone. That's. That's better. Oh, for God. He's got one of them. He's still got a Nokia. Use <laughs> are all the wrong way round. <laughs> still got a Nokia 3210, isn't he? I was desperately trying to remember what that was, Chris. <laughs> 32 I've actually got one down here. <laughs> I was going to say, though, did well to score that penalty with his shirt on. Mm. I, I forgot how irritating the collar is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Look, that, looks, I think he was as well. Looks a bit tight, that does, uh, Paul. <laughs> no, it's all right, now. No, no, it's definitely tight. <laughs> so, so, Darren, from my point of view, all I can say is, as you were taking that penalty, I was above the corner flag on your left-hand side, yeah? Yeah, right, right, right at the top of my three sons, and when it went in, I ain't joking, you mate. The tears just flowed and flowed and flowed. It was like being back up in the cop in the seventies. <laughs> you know, you know. Funny, you should say that. I can't listen to status quo without thinking of that now. <laughs> of the world. Always, yeah. saying it, it always takes me back to being at Cardiff. Dev, yeah. Dev's our, our technical expert. Says you've got screen rotation locked. Yeah, we'll tell you, technical expert. I don't know what that is. Wipe <laughs> 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 down on the screen. You should have like a thing that comes up with a lock, and you just press on that, and it should switch it off. Uh, no, 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 no. Let's let's go with what we got. Let's go with what we got. Yeah, yeah. We'll right, because uh, we'll lose him. Right. Here we go, Debs. You're uh, you're taking part in a charity boxing match. Tell us all about it. I'll make him look good. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, March, March of 26 um, for Love Brom uh, charity nights up at the Regency Suite on Hadley Road. I've been asked a couple of times to do stuff like this, but uh, I'm 50 in April, so I thought now's the time to do it. I'm approaching my prime, so yeah. I thought I better get, better get in <laughs> now. You know, I don't want to be over the hill before I do it. So yeah, I'm looking oh, forward to start, start training twice a week down with Dean Sherrington tomorrow evening. Uh, I'm also doing a um, 300 mile bike ride over three days in in June for um, for the road to recovery uh, cycling program that that helps people with addiction problems. So uh, a busy busy year for me this year. Excellent, mate. I tell you what, you're you're an absolute credit to yourself, but I promise you, and to all blue noses. Do you know nice who you're fighting? Yeah. No, I've asked them to scour the country for a 65 year old um, <laughs> you know, Mike Tyson <laughs> bro- broken, broken down broken down no, no I don't know I don't know yet. Um, I don't think yeah I think what they do they get everyone training and they just see the match people up obviously on, on age ability boys stuff well, like it, that. Won't, it won't be me Dev because I'm only 60 we could chuck Auntie Linda in <laughs> <laughs> yeah he just looks a lot older <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it'd, be, it'd be interesting. And knowing more, look, I'll probably get a six foot five Villa fan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'd still fancy you, Dev. <laughs> <laughs> in my way. I've been ready to be Robbie Savage, Dev. Bloody hell. Savage lasts about 30 seconds. He's only made six. Mind you, saying that, he's put a bit of timber on, so he might be in the uh, 
heavyweight division now. He'd last 30 seconds, Sav. Oh, he's what a great programme Sav put together on, on, on Macclesfield Town. And absolutely brilliant. I saw if that. You've not yeah, had the chance good. to watch it. Good, if you've yeah. not had the chance to watch it, absolutely watch it. It was absolutely superb. Had me on the edge of my seat, even though I sit on the floor. That's good. That was. Yeah, so we were just on about like it's 20 years this year since obviously we beat Norwich on penalties in Cardiff, and you know Darren was just talking us through his penalty. But talk us through yours. Obviously, how how did it feel for you? Obviously, you know as a as a Blues fan as well, stepping up and putting that in the bottom corner. Um, Yeah. Just talk us through it. Through from what we were on. I think Dazzle agree with me. It's, it's probably the, the worst and the best experience of your life. You know, you, you're dreading, you know, the walk from the halfway line to the penalty spot seems to take forever. Uh, obviously, me and Daz both promised, so we knew the enormity of it. Um, to be fair, I, I, you know, I just heard Daz saying that, you know, we had been practising them for weeks and weeks and we had some really good penalty takers. I'd always been a penalty taker at, at the clubs that I'd been at anyway, but I had cramp in my calves because obviously playing the 90 minutes and, and injury time. And whenever I took a penalty, if ever you look back, I always had quite a long run-up mm. when, I, when I took penalties. And, and I knew if I had my normal length of run-up that my calves would cramp up before I hit the ball. So I had to sort of cut down my run-up a little bit and time it so I could hit the ball without my calves cramping up. But it, it, was, it was unbelievable, you know, probably the best moment of my career to see, you know, smash the back of the net and... I've only watched it back a couple of times and I think you see when I score, I sort of put my hands in the air and take a big sigh. It was just just relief. The goal, the goal looks about an inch big and the goalie looks like 20 foot tall when, you, when you're taking a penalty, when you when you think of what's at stake. But now, brilliant, you know, 20 years ago, it's just, you know, a blink of an eye really for me. Yeah, and me. <laughs> Apparently yeah, Stan yeah. Collymore's uh, fighting that night as well. Or just... Dan's yeah. fighting that part as well. Apparently, I've just been told, yeah. I hope you get him. Oh, Dev, I hope you get him. I hope you wipe the floor with him. He's not. <laughs> I, I, I could have made a very cutting remark there about his opponent, but I didn't. <laughs> you could have, yeah, yeah. Appro- might have been appropriate, yeah. yeah. Nice Linda Edna said, uh, she'll come and wipe your brow, Dev. Oh. She can be in the corner. She can be in the corner, Linda. Oh, yes, you yes. don't want. You don't want her in your no, corner. Problem. I'm telling you. No, no, listen, that's her age. Right. I've had quite a lot of blues fans on looking for tickets. So that's anyone wants tickets, just just drop me a text. So hopefully, it'll be a great night. We'll we'll raise a few quid for Love Brom. You know, Love Brom do a lot for uh, for the city. So it'd be a uh, it'd be brilliant to help them out. Mm. Yeah. So so when yeah. do tickets yeah. go on sale? There's people are asking now. Um, if anyone's interested, they can just inbox me on Facebook, whatever, you know, any social platform. I should probably get them in a couple of weeks, but if you let me know, let me know now, obviously I, I, I can get them ordered. Brilliant. Okay, perfect. Brilliant. Brilliant. Good Yes. And Chris, are you going to hold Dev's spit bucket? <laughs> <laughs> not, not this bucket, I'll tell you that now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just want to ask Louise, Louise, your club is a child growing up did you follow football from a young age and who was your club when you was growing up as a kid yeah literally I was yeah playing football for as soon as I could there was any sort of bald shape object around the house I was I was kicking it around and I was into it but yeah so Liverpool are my team okay I'll picture your cat when it was curled up on the settee then who's your favourite players Louise growing up 
honestly growing up yeah it was actually my my favorite now was Michael Owen so I always left had 10 on the jersey used to play even on the um so actually then my best friend at the time then he was a he was an Everton fan and his favorite player was Duncan Ferguson so he'd wear nine and I'd wear 10 for Michael Owen and yeah. uh yeah just just a crazy just just crazy fans yeah just uh just from just from my dad supporting them I remember just being at a friend's like birthday party and you know I was probably four years old and then I've two older sisters and so then they would have been six and eight years old it was like oh what team do you support hands up who supports United and I kind of just had like no idea I was like mm -hmm. probably saw my friend put their hand up so I was there and then my sister like grabbed a dent she was like you're not a United fan and I was like right okay <laughs> and, uh, like, okay who's a Liverpool fan I kept my hand there and my sister was like put your hand up and I was like yeah yeah <laughs> then, uh, yeah, I, I literally remember that moment like, standing in my friend's living room and then that was it I'd say honestly I was four or five old. <laughs> did, you know, did you know a lot about blues before you came to us or Birmingham as a city in terms of like the the men's side of the club the yeah, yeah 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 um well, like, both, or the city itself yeah did you know much about yeah, yeah uh the city itself I didn't know too much about so I actually before just as I moved from Sweden to England I actually played for Notts County for like two months and then the yeah. women's side of the club went into liquidation um so I was literally only there for as I say eight or ten weeks then yeah. and yeah club was just gone and then that's when I got my move to Arsenal then and so moved down to London so you know I could have been fairly kind of in tune at the time you know, with the Midlands, but then, yeah, kind of never, it was always my intention then to kind of, to get to Birmingham and, um, but yeah, just as it was, I, like, I just, I always, yeah, I always knew Blues as a club and as I said, there was some amazing Irish players as well. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like Stephen Carr and everything like Ooh, that, you know, oh, yeah. just, and now obviously there's, you know, Scotty Hogan obviously doing well and putting, you know, putting some important goals away and, yeah, so it's, you know, I'm not going to say I knew everything about them, but you always, just the just the famous club. I think yeah. the jersey is always just the famous jersey that you you know you yeah. always recognise. You know, yeah, definitely. Uh, Mandy wants to know: Are you from Dublin? No, I'm from Wicklow. Um, my mom will be very disappointed with that now. She always says I kind of have a bit too much of a Dublin accent. Um, okay, but no, Wicklow. Wicklow is directly below Dublin, um, and yeah, so I kind of and I've been. Spent a lot of my time in Dublin, obviously playing football and, and university. Good question here from Nigel Mann. What does Louise think about female referees in today's game? <clears throat> Good question. Um, I just sometimes think referees in general, sometimes in the league are poor. Um, to me, I don't mind. I really don't mind what gender they are. Um, you know, there's some, there are some excellent ones. And I think obviously you kind of sometimes get them as uh at international level and it's I think it is something they are trying to push and I understand the reason why that they want a lot more female referees um refing the games but for me if they're you know not able to to control the game or or make the right decisions for me I just want whoever's best for the job um, well, well we had we had one a couple of weeks ago and she was absolutely brilliant yeah uh, probably uh Shan Massey maybe is it I don't know, but to probably one of, the, one of the best refs that we've actually had at oh, the, uh, the uh, Blues game. game. Yeah. Oh, 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 y
Oh, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually, I know who you're on about. Yeah, she's, yeah, yeah, she's very good. Very, very Mm. good. And then I was really impressed, I'll be honest with you. Yeah, yeah. No, she's, she's a very, very good ref. Um, And then there usually is uh, Shan Massey. I think it's usually Shan Massey. Um, Who's usually usually a lino. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think, I honestly don't think I've ever seen her get one call wrong. No, she's Mm. good. She wouldn't need VAR. Honestly, she, she gets it, she gets it right every time. So, for yeah. me, honestly, it is. It's the it's the quality, and and it's even the same. There's been we've had plenty of male referees as well, and mm-hmm. yeah, it's just about yeah taking you know taking control of the game, um you know, and having that kind of equality of the calls that are being made. For me, it's you know that's that's one of the biggest problems. Uh, Steve mm-hmm. Portman says a new job for Auntie Lynn, the female referee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's nearly 70, for goodness sake. <laughs> and the rest. So, Dev, Dev, how much oh, into this fight, Dev? Have you got like a personal, have you got like someone who's coaching you in like boxing? Or, yeah, yeah. I start tomorrow, Paul, yes. Starting um, tomorrow and Thursdays um, with Dean Sherrington down in Chelmsley Wood. Oh, okay. So, yeah, so I've got, got a good six or seven weeks leading up to it. And you, you, you know me, Paul, anyway, I always stay in pretty good shape anyway. Yeah. But um, I'm looking forward to it, mate. I'm more worried about the bike ride, if I'm being honest. Because 300 yeah. miles over three days, I, my arse is going to be, I ain't going to be able to walk. So I'm more worried about that than getting my face punched, if I'm being honest with you. Oh, there you go, I Linda. Another job, for Linda. Another job for Linda. Another job for Linda. Linda, Linda, I might need you. <laughs> bring, you wet, bring you wet, boy. I, Paul, I could do them 300 miles, mate. Three days, no problem. Yeah, of course. No yeah. problem at all. Yeah, 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 yeah. As long as it's all downhill. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, I, heard, I, I heard on, uh, I listened to a medical program today, and it actually said that cyclists, men's cyclists, have problems down below. So <laughs> getting punched in the face is going to be a piece of cake. Carry on withdrawing from it then. <laughs> is that is that bike riding on in Australia? <laughs> no problem. Problems down below. Yes, yeah, down yeah. below. Yeah, yeah. We got a lady. We got a lady on the on, on, on the program. I can't say. Uh, you seen the way to talk to me? You don't normally hold back. <laughs> uh, Stephen Gill wants to know for uh, Louise: uh, Were you and Christy Murray at Arsenal together? No, we were uh, no, we weren't at Arsenal together. I think yeah, we uh, we just missed each other. Um, but yeah, Christie's always been a player that I've always known a lot about, and she's uh, she's friends with a few of the Irish girls, and I'd always just you know known Christy from watching her play, playing against her. Um, you know, she was she's on the Scottish national team as well, and you know, finally I actually get to to play with her now, and and not against her because. Tell you what, like she's yeah, she's special on the ball, and obviously when you're in a one v one with her, she's she can literally run through my legs with the ball like no bother. She's as nippy as that, and and she always goes for the megs on me as well in training. It's very annoying, um, but you know, but now to have her in front of me now is uh, is much better. Is that mm. is that a good is that good interaction between the women's and the men's blues compared to Arsenal, or is it about the same? You know, um, I'd actually. I wouldn't say there's a, a massive amount of interaction, mm. um, but I definitely see the Blues lads more, um, you know, and they're always like pretty sound and always say like, you know, 
say hello mm-hmm. or ask something obviously and um, I think he has that you know that rep but George Friend um you know oh, yeah. what he on the tin. he's mm-hmm. you know and he has uh he has a daughter as well and so I think he's even come to a couple of games in the past and you know always just really interested um so for me actually I think there is that bit more of like of interaction um mm. there was some with the girls in arsenal so like if you were uh, a player with an injury going through rehab then you know they'd uh, see then some of the lads as they're in the gym but but in general hardly ever photo yeah. day maybe and yeah, yeah. Uh, Debs, uh, oh, yeah. sorry about my apologies again. No, no, I was saying I saw I used to see Aubameyang on the streets because sure you could see his car from two miles away. A bit of advice for Debs here uh, from Michael Woods. Buy a gel saddle. I've never heard of one. A highly recommended. Did 500k in six days in Vietnam, Cambodia with no issues. A gel saddle. Well, okay. I'll be ordering that tomorrow. Good man. Good man. <laughs> Do you watch the game yesterday, Dev? Derby game. I just wonder what your thoughts were. I saw bits and bobs of it. I was um, my, my lads were playing, so I didn't see a great deal of it. I saw the last last few minutes. Obviously, the equalising goal. So I can't I can't really give you an opinion on the whole game. You know, we, we were well on top, obviously, from the little bits I've seen. And then the um, the equalising goals offside, isn't it? It's offside. Yeah. It's dangerous. Four right? Four. Yeah, I mean, it's a great finish to be fair. But if you were to do that on the halfway line, the ref would blow up ten times out of ten. Yeah. Um, but I, but I think obviously you know before it gets to the, the brilliant overhead kick, is it, Sturman's offside. Um, uh, yeah, a few people have said on social media, well, Derby should have had a penalty and Ambal and maybe sending off. But you know it is what it is. In, in, in all honesty, uh, from the bits I saw, we should have had the game out of sight before it came to that. Anyway, absolutely yeah. too right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I agree. Yeah. yeah. Um, there was a good question coming earlier from Jason Hughes as well. Um, I think it was for you, Darren. Is there, is there much of a difference in the atmosphere in the female dressing room compared to the to the male dressing room to the men's? Is it is it the same sort of camaraderie and banter, or is it different, or what's what's how do they, how do they compare? Is there much swearing? He wants to know. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably a, probably a question for Skip, but um, no, I think. I, I don't think it very um, it, it differs to be honest. Dressing room or changing room atmosphere is always going to be the same. I think you yeah. know the, our group have got some some characters in, and, and Skip will tell you that. Um, and you know, so you know, I don't think it differs. Um, obviously, it's a a different dynamic for for the women's game. You know, especially as us as as, as you know myself, Marcus, and Tony. Is obviously we've got a lot of men on the staff, so it's kind of you know we. We're not in the dressing room a lot, obviously. Um, but yeah, listen, I think the group, are, you know, they've got a real sort of togetherness and there's, there's always banter going on. I'm sure Skip can probably uh, tell you a little bit more the, than than I can. Yeah. You got any good pranks you can tell us about, Louise? Any good uh, <laughs> any good banter? Lean? Oh, I don't know. I don't know how much I can say now, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> I was actually, I was interested to actually hear Carter's answer because obviously, yeah, you know, I, I wouldn't really know if there is, you know, that kind of like what, what it is to be. And 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 I've been in, yeah, lots of different different change rooms, and everyone just kind of has, yeah, has has their thing. Some are, you know, very tuned into the music, um, you know, and kind of like love then just bopping around the place a little bit. Others are just kind of like, yeah, you know, you can just kind of see the concentration on them. Then others are just kind of, yeah, getting in banter. And yeah, it's just kind of, it is, it's a, 
it, it is just it's a lovely dressing room to be in though like I just you know I just love a dressing room though where as long as you just feel comfortable in what you generally do because you know you usually have kind of your, your either your role in the dressing room or just you know you can be you know a proper laugh but then you're kind of switched on for the game as for me as long as people are comfortable that's kind of the most important and I think we have a really nice balance you know no one is no one is forced to get up and, and dance around the changing room and do this that and the other or no one is forced to you know keep short and concentrate on the game so mm. that's, that's nice that's good interesting yeah. interesting how about you mm. dance around the dressing room Dave <laughs> you are <laughs> you used to dance around the dressing room in those, no, no, no. In those eels <laughs> all, all, that, all that we used to do, it'd be, be me, Horst and John, I would say, right, where are we going after the game? Where are we going? <laughs> that, that, that was my role in the dressing room, where we were going after. What were you, the logistics manager? Logistics, yes, and social, yeah. social manager. And what, what, what was Tate? Head case. Head case, yeah. To be honest, Tate, Wherever we wanted to go, Tati was normally barred anyway, so it wasn't a problem. <laughs> <laughs> uh, T- Tim Andrews, you just said, are you ready for your fight, Dev? I, I only agreed to it yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, t- uh, yeah, I've spoke to Tim. Uh, t- t- Tim's a great fella. Um, so, yeah, hopefully six or seven weeks down the line, I'll be. I'll be uh, I'll be ready for it. I'm not sure how good I'll be, but I'll be I'll be ready for it. Have you ever yes. done any, done anything like that before, Des? No, no, no. no, I'm, I'm, no. Like I said, I'm I'm always keep myself in in good shape. Apart from um, on the pitch a few times, yeah. hey. Apart from on the pitch a few times. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I've had plenty of plenty of experience of having a scrap on the pitch, but never uh, <laughs> never ne- never an organised one. So uh, yeah, I'm looking for. Listen. We all like to think that we can have a fight, don't we? Yeah, I'll, uh, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll find out. No. Where I... <laughs> <laughs> I've had a few. Yes, what, what's your walk-on music going to be? Do you know what? I was just thinking about that. I was just in the gym before I come on. I'm going to do, I think, a little uh, like suggestion. But what, what can I what can I walk onto and see what people? Here we go, people. Oh. What can Dev walk onto? You got five minutes. You should five minutes. Yeah. You should yeah, 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 Dev walk onto. It's yeah. got to be something a bit lively, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, get it going, get it going. Metal, a bit, bit of metal, something like that, I'd imagine. Bit of Aussie, yeah. Uh, Tim Faraday says, Dev, keep your chin down. Or keep your chins down. Oh, I want you in a film one day, remember? Hey? <laughs> I want you in a film one day, remember, says Tim Faraday. Well, if I win, if I just tell Tim, if I win this fight, then I can, he can, he can cast me as a hard man. Yeah, <laughs> I, can, I can see you as a hard man, actually. Yeah, Nigel Mann says Savage Garden. No, no. <laughs> uh, Michael Wood says, Man, I feel like a woman. <laughs> uh, Ray Hobro says, Dev to walk onto Mambo number five. John Woodhill says, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Blue Sky. <laughs> uh, Jer- Jeremy will sing you on, said Lindsay. Come on. No problem. Well, we'll hear him, won't we? We'll be able to hear him, no oh, problem. Definitely, definitely. Peter yeah. Taylor says, "Can we see if Kevin Muscat is up for a fight?" Yeah, that's oh. a good. Right, oh, yes. No, Stephen but I think, Gill said, Go on. I think I'd have to give way for Martin O'Connor to fight, and I wouldn't. I think, Ma- I think Martin would like to step up for that one. Yeah. <laughs> or, or Granger, Granger, Granger. Or Granger. 
Pet more grind. Was half a dozen, probably. Plenty more coming in, plenty more coming in. <laughs> Stephen Gill Wright said, Fred, I'm too sexy for dead <laughs> Justin McDonough, keep right on. Uh, Jason Hughes, I get knocked down and I get up again. Uh, Paul McCartney wants a Smurfs. Motorhead hates his face from Lee Magoo. <laughs> <laughs> roll out the barrel roll out the barrel <laughs> and we've got the town crossing simply the best oh, it's raining men devil in devil in disguise devil in disguise <laughs> I love oh. devil in disguise go on, oh my go on, god go on Paul I was just going to ask Darren if you was boxing what would be your walk on music <laughs> I'm going home. I've done my time. <laughs> I know, be, I've always loved um, a bit of Oasis, maybe some might say. That's one of my, my favourite tunes. Right, so right, yeah. People go in. So. Okay. It's like that, I'd, I'd have to walk onto Prodigy, I would. Something, something like Breathe or you know, No <laughs> Dance or something like that. Be Craig time. Courtney says uh, the Benny Hill theme for uh, Devs. Yeah, we've got Eye of the Tiger, the Benny Hill theme, Village People, YMCA, Mr. Blobby from Dave Blobby. <laughs> I don't think they're taking it serious, are they? They're not taking this serious at all. Yeah, Chumbawamba, I get knocked down, yeah, we've had that one. Oh, yeah. uh, Mina Mina by the Muppets and uh, Walk on the Wild Side, Don't Look Back in Anger. That's been brilliant. That was, that was absolutely brilliant. Phenomena. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. Darren, can I... Be... Go on, go on. Can I ask you about if if you were arranging a meaningful match between your women's team and an age group of of men or youths, what what age group would would make a meaningful uh, contest? Good question. I think. Um, I mean, I know women's football is very different, but if you if you wanted to toughen them up, toughen the ladies up, or Oh, never, oh, you don't need to toughen ladies up at football for crying out loud. They, they, go, you... they go down and they get back up together and roll over 16 times. And I'll, I'll, you, I'll take it any day, mate. No worries. <laughs> hey! <laughs> I was going to say, you probably, you know, you've got one of the toughest players um, in the WSL on here. So, yeah, it's a scares um, I think, yeah, listen, I, I think the perception of, of women's football has, has definitely come on leaps and bounds. And, you know, people always, I think, probably men especially will allude to the physicality of it. But I can tell you firsthand that, you know, the, the games are just as physical. Um, I, I can tell you in carts, I would not even want to do a training session with the women. I would not. I promise you. Well, you couldn't. You couldn't. Well, I know I can't. I know I can't. But <laughs> even, if, even if I was, you know, back in my 20s when I've when I got a little <laughs> bit of fitness left, you know what I mean? Uh, there's simply no way, mate. No, no way was Yeah, I think I think we're going back to your question. I think so. I when I was at Solihull Moors and I was um, I was actually coaching coaching the under 18s and um, Blues at the time. Uh, Mark Skinner was manager. He asked me if they could they were preparing for a game and uh, could we play against them. And it was quite interesting to see how our lads, obviously 16, 17 year old lads, went about the game. Um, I thought it was great experience for them because they. I think they thought at first, look, can I be physical? And I think they found out within five minutes that it's a proper game. Do you know what I mean? Nothing changes. You're still going, you know, 100%. Um, and I think it was a great learning experience for them. Um, and this was going back probably five five years ago now. So they took on an under-18 side? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah we okay. played with ladies, yeah. So, um, so yeah, it, I think, you know, the I think it's a bit of sort of, you know, 
the, the perception has always been that, but it, you know, it's like I say, the physicality and everything else is exactly the same. Nothing changes. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Very well answered, by the way, as well. Very well answered. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lindsay, Lindsay Marie wants to know what advice would uh, Louise give to young girls wanting to make a career in football? Um, yeah, for me, it was to literally just believe us. Um, and and see it and and you know and watch it and see that it is so possible that you know you can really achieve anything. Um, for me, it's just that <coughs> thing, you kind of get to see your idols, you get to see your favorite team playing. You know, that's one thing that kind of puts that dream and that kind of mentality in your in your mind. And then for me, it's always just been just enjoy it. I've gone through every stage of my career and wondering at times if I've if I've needed to move on and it's always just kind of been that question like am I am I enjoying it at times it's always going to be tough and and obviously now you can say uh, you know are we enjoying it we're you know we're down in a relegation battle but I am I'm genuinely enjoying it Um, you know I really love turning up for training every day um, and kind of and yeah and and fighting fighting for blues um, and that's kind of that's you know and that's my style of play it's what I it's what I really like so for me, yeah, just just believing in it, enjoying it, um, you know, making literally making friends. It is some of the cliches, but that's kind of what can what can bring you through. And then, then you know, things start to change, and you start to go up different levels. And um, you know, there's there's different pressures, but for me, once you just kind of see that goal, and you know, and and see how many amazing um, female footballers are around, you know, that's it's such an achievable dream. Um, and just, mm. Can I can I just jump in there, Nick? I think just quickly mm-hmm. on what Skip's saying that it's it's been apparent to me since I've been in the women's game that you get young girls and you know I've heard so many stories of them. They love football, you know, and they're at school and they have to play with the, the boys, you know, at, at you know at lunchtime and everything else. They'll get a, you know they get teased and you know oh a girl playing football, but now because the, the women's game is moving forward and obviously now the WSL is, is being broadcast and Sky Sports and everything else, you know, young girls now can actually look up and see people like, you know, Louise and, and you know, look at your, your top players who play for, for England and the national mm-hmm. team and they can see a pathway. You know, it's not now, you know, maybe five, ten years ago where it was, you know, is football an option? Um, whereas now they can see that you know there's a prof- you know the game has moved on. It's you know full-time professionals, so I think it's giving young girls a real you know opportunity. And and like you say, they can actually dream of becoming a professional footballer. It is actually there for them. There's a pathway. I remember seeing Karen Carney for the first time in an international, and she scored two great goals. Uh, and and we discussed it afterwards, and I said, I don't care what you say. She is a footballer. Anything she's a footballer, and Absolutely, what yeah. she showed on that night that she was a footballer. Uh, everything else is superfluous, uh, and 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 that stuck with me. Uh, and I've 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 seen I've seen lots of women's football, and they are footballers. End of. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's, there's a lot of I think if you look at the obviously in the WSL now, and you know there's there's internationals galore all over the the league and um you look at obviously England as well now and and the players that they've got at their disposal um yeah listen and and Karen came through obviously 
But and it's a shame that Marcus isn't on tonight because obviously Marcus had he played a huge part in basically shaping a team round Kaz and making sure there was a pathway for someone like her. Um, so yeah, you know, like you say, there's some some super talented players and uh, the game's only going to get stronger and 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 so it should. A million million dollar million dollar question, but do you think we will ever see a woman make it into the men's game? Question. Uh, um, again, I don't know. I, I think there's just so much around um, the politics of it. Mm. You know what I mean? In terms of that, you know, just you know, changing room dynamics and everything else. I just, I don't ever see a bit mixing. But I think the fact that you know um, the women's game is is growing. Um, you talked earlier about sort of female referees and everything mm. else, and. You know, I think that's only going to, you know, become bigger and there's going to be more female referees in the game. And I was actually on a call today. I was going to mention it earlier. I was on a call with all the managers and talking about refereeing in the WSL and how, you know, most of them are still part-time, which, you know, we're supposed to be an elite professional full-time league and you've still got part-time refs and people like Rebecca Welsh, as soon as they do very well, they go straight into the men's game. And it's like, well, you know, she still should be refing in the WSL. Um, so that's, that's still an issue. So, but yeah, from a playing side, I think obviously I don't know what Skip has got to say about that, but I just think the politics around that, I wouldn't potentially see it. Mm-hmm. Right, do you have, do you have, do you have men refereeing the, the, the women's games? Yes. We had a, yeah. up, up, yeah. at Red, up at Reading, we had, yeah, it was an all men um, officiating uh, team. Right. And who chooses them? It comes from the league. So, right. yeah, but again, I wasn't aware that there, uh, there was a lot of part-time referees still. And that really shocked me today, to be honest. And, uh, you know, a fair few of the managers on the call were, were saying the same, that it's, you know, how can you have part-time referees or official officials in the WSL? It just can't happen. How do you change it? Again, it's, I think it's funding. At the end of the day, you, you, you fund um, or put money into to bring more referees through and make them full-time. Um, also the, the question was posed why can't officials who are refereeing in the men's game come down and, and, and obviously officiate in the WSL um, it does it does seem like it's um, you know it's not really being talked about because um, we, we need full-time officials whether it's male or female because um, mm-hmm. you've got people who are potentially running running the line on a Friday and then turning up on a Sunday to referee one of our games and you're thinking, well, are they, you know, um, in condition or fit enough to do that? Um, being only being part time, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, there's lo- loads of questions and things that still need to be sorted. Keep I looking. Think, I think we could see um, a female manager in the men's game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see that. Mm-hmm. that. Without a shadow of a doubt. I mean, if you you look at probably someone like Emma Hayes at the moment. Um, yeah. You know, obviously how the job she's done at, at Chelsea. Um, yeah. And even if you just, you know, you, you know, I love listening to, to Emma because I think yeah, I your knowledge is is excellent. Um, yeah. So yeah, that that's definitely something I think can can definitely happen. Yeah. Mm. So Louise, sorry, sorry, Louise, would you would you consider going into coaching when your career's over? Yeah, um, it is something that I yeah think about a bit, and so I'm currently mm. doing my UEFA B badge. But it's probably something, yeah, that, that's just not top of my list. Like I was mm. even talking to Kurtz 
you know about this like a week or two ago and just yeah just the general question and I don't know like for me I suppose I just haven't had proper coaching experience with the you know with a with a proper team but like I think there was even you know we did a quiz even in the Irish team and it was like you know you had to write a name mm-hmm. down about who was you know who in the room was going to be a coach and everyone in the room said me and I'm kind of like I'm not sure <laughs> Um, but like but that's but that's the kind of player I am on the pitch and I think obviously from that view so yeah from a center half view how you can see all the pitch you know Mm. I am I'm I'm doing it's the same even if I'm having a crap game I know one thing is that like I have my voice and I can I can help my teammates around me and then they can actually help me out and make me not look so crap by making them you know do all the work in front of me so for me like it there it's it's maybe there in me, but there's, it needs to be, yeah, it needs to be brought out. Um, but it's something that I wouldn't, you know, put, put down straight away, but you know, there's, there's a few things I maybe wouldn't mind and, you know, some of the, some of the coaching, but then, yeah, I watch carrots getting more gray hairs. <laughs> and then I'm kind of, right. That's by, another reason. That, yeah, by the day. And Devs, have you got your um, coaches back up and running now? Your your soccer schools with the kids? Yeah, they're, they're, they're going again. Obviously, a tough couple of years with, with COVID, but um, I'm not so hands-on with them now, obviously, with the role I'm doing now with RMF. But yeah, they're, they're going again, mate, yeah. Yeah, good. Tell us a bit about that, your role with RMF. Yeah, it's a construction company. We do a lot of work with the uh, hard-to-reach, you know, long-term unemployed, prison leavers. We also work within prisons with, with lads on a scheme called Rattle, which is released on on temporary licence, so uh, where guys are coming to the end of the sentence and they can go out onto building sites and work on a on a day release basis. So I go around to uh, a lot of our building sites, make sure make sure our lads are getting on okay, speak to the gaffers, make sure they're happy with them, and, and just make sure everything's everything's running smoothly. Really, do a few mental health talks with them, a bit of diversity and uh, equality talks as well, and just uh, you know health and well being really for them. Yeah, incredible, absolutely Paul. incredible, Paul. Paul, Paul yeah. I tell you what, I tell you what, Paul. That wow, that's blown me away a bit, man. Honestly, proper, yeah. proper good. Yeah, well done, Dad. It's nice one, mate. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, love the, it, love it. The, there isn't, there isn't a disabled manager of any description, is there? I don't think there is, is there? No. Not no, not well, no, no, don't think there is. No. No. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Talk and Talk Show, Monday night, 7.30 through till 9. And we're now into the last 15 minutes of the show. Oh, and no. uh, I can't believe, I can't believe what has happened tonight. And I'm sure, Paul, you can't, Mark, you can't, Chris, you can't, uh, Alan, you can't. And uh, because because what we decided earlier, it that it was going to be song titles and football. Oh, song yeah. titles and football. And, uh, and then we went through them song titles earlier. And that was brilliant. That made me laugh. That made me chuckle. But I want you to really, 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 like, have me apoplexed tonight. Song titles, ladies and gentlemen, girls and boys, and football. This is where we have a little bit of fun. Devs and Darren and uh, Louise, uh, where it's a word association thing, which I think Radio Westminster's probably pinched up or something. They did, yeah. They did, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> We were first to come up with it, Chris. And uh, it's a bit of word association, so we think of something crazy some uh, every every Monday. And then the people out there just uh, blow us away with their just their extreme comedy. And there is not better comedy than you can get from a Brummie. Brummie comedy is the best in the world. Right, so we're looking out for this, uh, ladies and gents, song titles and football. Hey, Jim, what do you... Not... Oh, oh, oh. Started already. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> 
Can I kick off with Bob Marley? <clears throat> Bob Marley, on love. On love. On love. You've been thinking about that all day, haven't you? <laughs> Devlin in just we've got Devlin in disguise. I know we had that one earlier, but Jason Hughes come up that one there. Devlin in disguise. Yeah. Um come on and think, ladies and gents. Think ladies, make me laugh. Make me laugh. Okay, before we do that, we need to talk about Friday's game. Should we have some yeah, uh, predictions? Absolutely. Predictions, maybe? Yeah. Mm. Oh, can I uh, can I kick off with one on. one? Okay. I think it would be 1-1. One, one. Was there a pun in the kickoff? No. No, no, no. no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Go on, Alan. I think it's going to come together on Friday. Mm -hmm. uh, I think we're going to win 2 nothing. 2 nothing. Okay, okay. Devs? Yeah, I mean, one of my old clubs. I mean, I actually played more games for Sheffield United than I did Birmingham. Um, so, mm -hmm. yeah, it's... it's um, I fancy a draw as well. I fancy one one two. Yeah. Louise. I think I'm gonna go one one. One one. Lindsay Marie's gone three one. Uh, Steve Gill two one. Paul McCarthy two nil. Steve Portman two two. Keith Harbour, I don't know where he's got this one from, but five nil. Um <laughs> said six. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? That'd be nice. What what about you, Paul? I'll go two one blues. Cuts. Mm. Yeah, I've got to agree with Paul. I'll go 2 1. Can I just say as well, Dev, I was at the, the Bramall Lane game, you know, it was finished 4 4. Did you score, did you score two in that oh, game? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think so. It was one or two, mate. I can't remember. I, I think you got two. I remember being there in the away end. You see, yeah, 4 4. Dev got, I'm sure you got two goals that day, Dev. And that was some game, wasn't it, that night? Oh, great game. Yeah, yeah, I remember. yeah. remember it. Yeah. Remember Mark, okay. You, Mark, you all scored in that game, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he did, yeah. Mm. That was all he done for us, wasn't it? That was it. He went. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we've got Violet Sound saying Tommy's our man in the Mooney. Uh, oh no, not the last 15 minutes. We'd just like to carry on with the football chat. Mandy, we have to have a lap on the Monday. We have to have a lap on the Monday. Uh, the mighty Quinn from Linda Ensor. Yeah. You can remember about, that from. Yeah. What about Incy Wincy Spider? Yeah. Oh, in, Ince, Ince. Well, I suppose it's... it's yeah, it's, uh, I suppose, yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll give it you, we'll give it you. Yeah, it's not, but we'll give it you. Yeah, I suppose. Uh, leader, leader of the crazy gang from Jason Hughes. Uh, some more score predictions coming in. Michael Woods, 2-1. Mandy Irvin, 2-1. Paul versus Meredith, 2-1. Rocket Man United from Jason Hughes. That's quite yeah. clever. 3-1 um, from Paul... Oh, he's gone. He's changed it. He's changed, changed it. it. Oh, no, he hasn't. No, no, he hasn't. No, he hasn't. Okay, it's 3-1. Okay, he's written it twice. He's written it twice. Don't to Blues from Stephen Gill. Jason McDonough, 2-1. Um, Birmingham Rhapsody from... <laughs> I'm quite like that. <laughs> uh, the next oh, Ray, 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 Ray's got a good one. Bindaloo Makara. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like it. Bindaloo Makara. The Shoot Shoot song. Oh, Ask Dev to sing, sing The Gambler. Oh, no, don't. Dev, you've been asked to sing The Gambler. <laughs> oh, we'll all join in. We'll all join in. I don't. I don't think that's really one for walking out to a boxing match. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've, I've got. Well, I've been in a few positions at clubs where the song could have been "Please Release Me, Let Me Go." <laughs> Actually, that's a good one for this evening, to be honest with you. Yeah. <laughs> Please release me, let me go. Oliver's Army, Alvis uh, Costello. Oliver's Army, Alvis Costello. Where do we get on from? Oliver's Army. Right, maybe you're. Got to be some Oasis ones, Darren. I'm trying to think. Got to be York City. 
Uh, here comes the Sunnich. Uh, oh, Ivan Sanchez, obviously. He's gone. <laughs> no, Ivan, no, it's Sanchez that's gone, isn't it? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. Sanchez. Yeah, Ivan Sanchez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Chris, I remembered something. You did, yeah? Well done. I did. I <laughs> what, what do we think about Sanchez going as well? He was, he was home, <laughs> homesick and injury prone, so it's not a good combination, really. Yeah, a bit like me, mate. <laughs> he did beat some. He did beat some bobs for us, though, didn't he? When he played, to be fair, he scored a couple. Of I think, goals. to be honest, to be honest, Paul, I think, I think it's frustrating. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> substitute by the who are you? <laughs> who are you? <laughs> oh, what about Shots that? get me out of here. Long frame coming because I'm happy. <laughs> because I'm happy. <laughs> Here comes the Sunnich. <laughs> we had that one. Uh, Blue by Dev. Uh, Maradona Summer. Do you know the way to Mikel San Jose? <laughs> I like that one. I like that. <laughs> you lot are mad, honestly. You're absolutely mad. Oh, dear. Wonderwall. Wonderwall Saul. Don't get that one. Okay. I like Pete Tyler's idea. Oh, yeah. That, Ray's, Ray's got another one. Yeah, last, last frame from uh, Clarksville. Last frame from Clarksville. Very good. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> Very clever. <laughs> it's raining men united. <laughs> they're all people have been waiting got, all week for this, haven't they? They are, they're, they're absolutely I've just got all, Portsmouth all. and Charlton on the box here. And Chuck Sanike, uh-huh. he's running them absolutely ragged. <laughs> can't get hold of him. Oh. <laughs> What's the score, Alan? It's one, one nil, nil to Charlton. This, did yeah. Danica score? No, but he, he 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 headed he headed towards goal. The goalkeeper padded it. The bloke knocked it in. But the replay oh. showed that Nikkei was offside. Oh. <laughs> but they allowed it. <laughs> okay, question here from Sam Mullet. Did Devs or Darren ever think of playing abroad? Paul, we'll start with you, mate. Um, I nearly went abroad a couple of times uh, in the, in my first spell at Blues in the sort of. Late nineties when I when I fell out with Trevor and I was leaving. Um Torino, actually Torino was interesting. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, great Graham Soonis was manager and I, I as a young kid he had me up on trial at Liverpool when I was playing non-league at Stafford Rangers. So that was talked about. And then at the end of at the end of my career when I was leaving Watford, uh I had the chance to go to New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, I turned, it was either New York or Warsaw. So it was a no-brainer. <laughs> <laughs> No, it was just. <laughs> yeah. I don't believe you just said that. No, listen, it, it came too late. I was I was sort of thirty four. I didn't really fancy uprooting and, and going over to America at, at, at that stage. But yeah, a bit of a regret. Really, it would have been something looking back now that I'd have I'd, I'd have liked to have done. But like I say, going to America at thirty four wasn't wasn't really the right move for me then. Mm-hmm. Uh, Troy, a yellow ribbon around the old old tree. <laughs> I like that one. I like that one. I like that one. Uh, Darren, Darren, over to you, Darren. Um, do you class Scotland as abroad or? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They had a referendum, mate. Of course we did. Yeah. yeah I could, have gone to, could have gone to Scotland a couple of times. Um, uh-huh. But I always, to be fair, I always thought I, I potentially wanted to go to America towards the end of my career. Um but never, yeah, never really um, materialised. So, uh, yeah. Can you remember what? Can you remember what clubs in Scotland, Darren? So Hibernian was one. Um, oh right, okay. Yeah, they at one stage, yeah, wanted me to go up there. I think that may have been. I think I was still at Blues. I think um, as a loan, and then I think Aberdeen was another one. Um, mm-hmm. Back in the day, again, yeah, both at Blues. The colder up there, wasn't it? 
and it's a bit too far. I went Sunderland on loan, that was far enough. So speak funny as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it's raining, Mengi. Uh, don't leave me this way. Who let the hogs out? Robbie Savage Garden. We've had that one. I think uh, the sun has got its hat on. <laughs> The sun has got its bob hat on. <laughs> for the wings of in love. Oh, for the wings of in love. Bakuna Masata. Bakuna Masata. Yeah. Nobody got me. Don't break my heart, H-A-R-T. Are you going to Trevor Fran Francisco? Oh, God. Who <laughs> <laughs> did that? Who did that? Jason News. I like Dave Twines. I do. Dave Twines is the best one. We hotter get out of this place. Oh yeah, well done. <laughs> we are to get out of this place. We haven't we haven't had any, we haven't had any reference to check and do yet. No, we? not yet, no. Plenty no, of time. Come on, people, check and do it. Check and do it. Check and do it. That's gotta be that's gotta be Abra, hasn't it? Take a check and do He's <laughs> <laughs> a good one. He's a good one. Oh, Mark, please. Good. Yeah, Nick. Uh, kill my on, kill my knocking on heaven's door. <laughs> Come on, oh, I like that ing. one. I like that one. Yeah. Baggy uh, Fowlers. Sim- sympathy for the sympathy for the Paul Devlin. Baggy Fowlers. Baggy Fowlers. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear me! Oh my! Oh my! Oh, it's the best fifteen minutes of the week, honestly. I know some people don't like it, but Carter Chameleon. <laughs> Carter Chameleon. First time I've had that. One. <laughs> oh, that's it. Look, he's gone purple. Oh, my God. Uh, question, oh my God. question for Louise. What sort of music are you into away from the game? Ooh, away from the game. I really like, mm. I love, I love a bit of everything. There's not kind of anything uh, massively specific. Um, mm. I'd say maybe, God, what would be my most listened to now? Like, I actually used to, I used to love listening to, to Queen with my mm. dad, Leo Sayre. And um, mm. so I, I can go literally from 70s upwards and I just I just stick on a I stick on a play a playlist as well. Fleetwood yeah. Mac would be oh, a brilliant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Fleetwood Mac was you know, and I'll listen to the radio and I'll listen to all of it. Oh dear. Uh, Nick, I think it's that time and that time has come. Red red row and vine. Red red row and vine, that's a good one. But um <laughs> I want to hold your handy sides. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. That's a good one. Oh, what's he been is he been eating vinegar off a fork again? Oh my goodness me. Oh dear. And I'll just say, Dev, all the best with the fight, mate. And and Darren and Louise, thanks for joining us. Mm. Yeah, it's been brilliant. Bible as well. I really hope you stay up yeah. and yeah, eat, listen. Uh, yeah. The blues fans are behind you, and you know what we're like, don't you? And Chris, can we please get somebody to organise a blues women's own game where the Tilt and Talk and all the Tilt and Talk supporters and all the Tilt and Talk lovely fans out there join in, come down, and give you some support, and you know, make some noise. Mm, yeah, you good, mm. good, good day out, yeah. Yeah, that'd be brilliant. Yeah. we'd love it. I'm up for that. I mean, I, I, I live fifty miles away, right? And normally, I drive in in to do this. Into, into Chris's house and I don't normally get back home to what half past 10 25 said, to yeah, yeah 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 and, uh, and I've done that now for 11 years and you know if I can't if I can't make it to St Andrews to support you guys right in a relegation scrap then I won't be worthy of being a Birmingham City fan end of so I'll be there appreciate that Nick and yeah obviously a big game for us this Sunday against yeah, Leicester massive, and yeah. St Andrews so 
yeah, if, if as many can get down to support us, it'd be uh, very much appreciated. And how much are you getting, Darren? We've, yeah, I think we've got some tickets, uh, Nick. Yeah, and tickets. Gonna, uh... I, think, I believe it's ten pound for a season ticket, or it might be a bit cheaper now for season yeah. ticket holders. And six, six or ten pounds. Yeah. Six or ten quid. I mean, what can you get? You can get two and a half pints of beer up here for a tenner, right? Come on, people. Blues versus Leicester Sunday, right? I am going to do my utmost. I can't make any promises because my daughter's just had a baby. Uh, one thing and all that, right? And I can't make any promises, but I'll do my utmost to get there, right? Ooh. On Sunday, if you if you've got to pay a ten, you've got to pay a ten. Ten is nothing. Two and a half pints of beer, right? Come on, Nick. Let's Nick, make you it. Co- you come yeah. come and d- come down here and see the girls play at Brighton. And if you can get two and a half pints of beer for tenner, <laughs> you'll be bloody lucky. <laughs> well, we brew it up here in, uh, in Burton and Trent, so we try to give it away, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear, dear me. Right, okay, Darren Carter, thank you so, so much for giving me the time on a Monday night, mate. Absolutely superb. Um, great conversations and great memories, and uh, it's actually one of the best memories that we've ever had. As with you, Paul, with your penalty taker as well and all the service that you gave to Blues and all the great work that you're doing um, for people who are so disadvantaged. I'm, I'm absolutely amazed, mate. I'm, I'm, I'm over the moon, promise you. And Louise, wow, wow. This woman, this lady, woman, what would you prefer to be called? Or, footballer. Called? Lady. Footballer. This, lady, footballer. this footballer has won 91 caps for her country. Take that in and she plays for Birmingham City let's do everything we can on Sunday to come down support you make some noise have a laugh meet you afterwards right shake hands do whatever do whatever do whatever right and um, and and hopefully we can get down there and if we can if we can make some proper noise right give you the guys a good smash luster smash them smash them we'll give it we'll give it our best shot absolutely Bless you, and, uh, and thank you for being a Birmingham City player because you know what, when you have that badge on your heart and your heart on your sleeve and the name on the back and you give your service to our football club, that name on the back will always be remembered, always. Ladies and gents, this has been the Tilton Talk Show, an absolute cracker tonight with lots and lots of people in. Blimey, I've never actually, I don't, have we had seven before, uh, Chris? I don't, I don't think we have actually, no. No, I don't think we have. It could be a world record tonight. There you go, Louise, you... Broken the world record, and you, Darren, Paul, uh, Paul Devlin. Right, OK, so we're going to say our goodbyes now. Uh, uh, Mr. Alan Watton, good night. God bless you, sir. Take care. Good night, everyone. <laughs> Mark <laughs> Adams. Good night. I can't follow that. Good night, everyone. Who, can, who could follow it? The one and only Mr. Sheen himself, the beast of the Tilton Talk Show, Paul Hipkiss. Good night, all. Pleasure as always. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, me old mate Chris Owen. Wow, what a bloke. Good evening. Goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> away, from myself, good night. And the last three messages are going to come from our guests tonight. First off, Paul Devlin. Good night, everyone. <laughs> Someone's just, <laughs> someone just reminding me there's, a, there's, eight, there's actually eight of us, not seven. <laughs> <laughs> from uh, Paul Devlin, friend of the show. Darren Carter, friend woo, of the show. Woo, I've woo, been woo. on a few times, yeah. mate. And uh, we will we will talk to Tom Ross and ask him to change his screen now, right? Please, yeah. please do, please do. Dar- yeah, Darren, last words, last words from you, mate. No, thank you for having me, and um, yeah, hopefully see as many people 
down there, or Blue Nose is down there on Sunday, uh, supporting the team. No, thank you, Blake. Listen, mate, it's our pleasure, believe me, to have the man who put Blues back into the Premier League. Not oh. back into, but into the Premier League, right, on, on this show. And it's a pleasure to have Debs, who also scored that penalty, because it's teamwork. We can't do this without the team. And we've got a lot of people who work hard behind the scenes, and I want to thank each and every single one of them. From me, ladies and gentlemen, good night, God bless, take care. Be nice, be kind, right? Just be kind to each other. Hmm? No more backbiting, no more infighting, right? We also have to be a team, that's the four of us. And I'm going to leave the last words tonight to the lovely Louise. So, so proud of you. 91 caps, I just, I just blow my head off to And you're a Birmingham City player. Louise is going to close the show. Good night, God bless, take care. Good night, guys, and thanks for having me. And let's see you on Sunday. Right on.